Welcome to a Business Growth Mindset Podcast. I'm Christian Lavolsi, and I am incredibly grateful to be here today and share this episode with you. To all the business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, the crazy ones, the believers, the doers, the clever makers, the action takers, and everyone else in between, this podcast was designed for you. Today's episode is about how to deal with the change, the challenges, the resistance, the models, and the secrets. During challenging times, we are all faced with the consequences that come with change, our fixed mindset and resistance. So stay tuned and listen up because today I'm going to provide you with knowledge on winning the hearts and minds of people. Today, I want to talk about change the challenges, the resistance, and the models that can help you to navigate the often treacherous path to creating a change environment, especially during uh, challenging times. I want to start by making a statement. During a change process, you need to win the hearts and minds of people. People need to uh, think differently to act differently. So imposing change on people is fraught with many challenges which inevitably create resistance because of our fixed mindset and also our human nature. In my observations uh, over many, many years leading companies and teams, I found common uh, challenges that I'm going to share with you and I'm also going to show you how to overcome them, right? So one, people don't like change. (laughs) Now, with change, uh, now an inevitable part of our working life, Managing it well for both your organization and your team has become a core managerial competency. But for many people, including us, change means uncertainty, anxiety, and stress. The first thing to do is identify what it is that you don't like and then decide your approach. Number two, don't people don't understand the change itself. So change is such an all-encompassing word. It can mean changing a policy, restructuring a team, moving office, a change in leadership, or even taking a whole new direction. Figuring out why change happens in the first step is understanding change yourself and being able to articulate it to others. Number three, everybody has an opinion. (laughs) Most leaders promote organizational benefits when communicating change to staff but not everyone judges the impact of things through uh, organizational perspectives. Now, naturally, people look at change and how they affect them at a personal level. And so you can uh, get different reactions to change. To manage this successfully, it's essential to reflect on how individuals in the organizations will react or respond to your change announcements. Number four, uh, clarity on roles and responsibilities. Now, organizational change requires different roles and responsibilities. For change to be successful, well, uh, well managed and, and to, st- to stick, I guess, it is really important to understand who is responsible uh, for what during this time. From there, you can begin to diagnose what you can do to support your teams, your colleagues, and even your bosses. Five, speed of adoption. So when you have an idea for change and are excited about implementing it, it's incredibly frustrating when no one else seems to want to make it happen. 
there you had that before. <laughs> Begin by addressing what kind of emotions you're being shown. Are you seeing uh, apathy, anarchy, anger? Then find out why people might feel this way and how you can get back on track. Number six, change is awesome. How many times do you hear that? Innovation is critical to getting and staying ahead. However, innovation often comes unstuck once people realize it is also, when it becomes stuck, because it also involves change. So no radical innovation can get off the ground without engaging people and helping them find ways to implement it. Maybe you need a bit of change management as well as innovative thinking. Now, number seven is culture. Now, sometimes change is really, really big. A new strategy, a new direction, a new way of working, all of these are both helped and hindered by organizational culture. But changing culture feels like trying to push water up a hill. Such large-scale change can be very daunting. Remember from last week, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, the challenges that we face when implementing change, be it forced or planned, will often create resistance. It is important as a leader that you understand what to do with universal resi uh, resistance. And resistance will manifest in many ways, from inertia and foot dragging to sabotage and rebellion. As leaders, we need to equip ourselves with the very best tool, and that is understanding the predictable universal sources of resistance in each situation and then create strategies to tackle them. By working with over 500 companies and establishing 76 of my very own businesses, I've experienced my fair share of, resist of resistance. However, during my MBA journey, I was able to apply those experiences with theory and subsequently I developed a deeper and more profound insight into the most common forms of resistance, which I will share with you right now. Top of the list is the loss of control because change gets in the way of autonomy and therefore people feel as though they are losing control over their own space. It's much more than just power or politics. It's our sense of self-determination that's impacted when others force change upon us. Now, the way um, the way it does deal with this, the way to deal with this is to leave room for choices to those that are affected. Now, invite people into the planning and give them ownership. Change can hurt, so people resist the pain. This is the true pain and politics of change. New technologies have displaced old ones and jobs have been lost. Prices have been cut, investments and industries eroded and even extinct. So to overcome this threat, you need to be authentic, transparent, honest, fair and fast. The next is universal and it's a fixed mindset that many have. Change is more work. Of course change is more work. To move in a different direction requires a significant shift and often that shift is against the grain but for a better outcome those closest to the change are often overloaded in part due to the unanticipated issues that arise on the journey now to overcome this resistance make sure you acknowledge that the change will create more work and allow some people to work exclusively on implementing that change and provide incentives for those that participate immediately as well as reward and recognize the champions Avoid the surprise factor whenever possible. Now, obviously, there are times like now that change comes as a surprise, but in most cases, 
Do not make a change a surprise for your people. People need time to get used to an idea and this will help reduce the resistance. If you are thinking why, the answer is simple. It's easier to say no than to say yes. Therefore, we need to avoid surprise announcements because we have been creating the change in secret. Manage the announcements by planting seeds and providing hints of any change that you wish to implement. This provides you with the ability to seek out input and this will engage them. Let them buy into the change and also allow you to gain valuable feedback along the way. Resistance comes from uncertainty. If people are scared, uncomfortable and fearful, then they, they'll resist that change. Most people will stay in their place of comfort despite it being painful rather than venture into the unknown. You must create a sense of safety and certainty for people and you must have an inspiring vision to have them follow you down that rabbit hole. You can't do all this process. Uh, you can't do all this process that is when it's not clear, it needs to be simple and time frame. So loss of face and identity by definition changes the departure from the past. Now people who are affected by the change will become defensive because they may feel like they are outdated. There is risk in management when strategic change is implemented because the previous team feel a sense of failure, maybe associated with the previous direction, especially when it hasn't worked. Now, that is why it's critical that as a leader, you celebrate failure and you recognize the past successes despite the change. You need to make it explicitly clear that the world changes and we must continuously be able to adopt to the forces that influence our direction. This growth mindset is the key to letting go, moving on, and growing into the unknown with confidence. Then there are the unintended consequences that come with the change that cause resistance. Change creates ripples that can reach beyond your circle. It disrupts customers, departments, suppliers, and even your community. And this can create a catastrophic sequence whereby people rebel against the change who aren't even impacted or have nothing to do with the change itself. So you need to ensure that you think wide and far before implementing changes and consider all stakeholders and this ripple effect to minimize disruption. Now, finally, the loss of competence. Can you do it? A very common cause of resistance is when someone questions their own ability and competence. Too many people lack confidence and some experience imposter syndrome. So they may express skepticism. However, their concern is their skills and ability to participate and grow. If you overinvest in reassurance, excellent communication, education, support services, and mentoring, you will minimize the resistance and you will likely implement the changes faster and more effectively. Now that we have worked through the challenges and the resistance, let me give you a few models that you can utilize to help you with the implementation of change. Now, the two models that uh, I have studied and I use is uh, the uh, appreciative inquiry and Cotter's change model. Now, I strongly suggest that you take a deep dive into these two models, but I'll give you the summary of each so that you have an understanding Okay, so appreciative inquiry um, is um, a strength-based 
positive approach to leadership development and organizational change. Now, it helps people move towards a shared vision for the future by engaging others in strategic innovation. Now, the key points um, with this approach are the need to establish a climate of positivity, to discover what's good and take this forward with the change. You need to create positive energy networks. Uh, you need to pay attention to strengths and the best self, and you need to experiment uh, with reflected best self feedback. Now, Cotter's change model is a world-leading eight-step process for leading change. The eight steps are uh, increased urgency, create a guiding coalition, which is essentially identifying your champions, um, get the vision right, uh, communicate for buying, uh, empower action, create short-term wins, uh, consolidate gains and don't let up, and finally, anchor change in your culture. As you can see, it's a simple step process that provides you with a framework to underpin your change strategy. It's a personal favorite of mine and has helped me immensely since discovering it during my MBA journey. In challenging times where change is forced, it's imperative that we must win the hearts and minds of people for the change to be successful. Now, ensuring that as many people as possible understand and accept vision uh, is absolutely fundamental. Gaining an understanding and a commitment to a new direction is never an easy task, especially in complex organizations and in our community. So under-communication and inconsistency are rampant and both create stalled transformations. Most companies under-communicate uh, their vision by at least a factor of 10. A single memo announcing changes or even a series of speeches by the chairman and any executive members of the team will never be enough. Uh, to be effective, the vision must be communicated in hour-by-hour -hour activities. Uh, refer to the vision in emails, in meetings, in presentations. Make it a prerequisite to communicate it anywhere and everywhere. Use every effective communication channel possible to broadcast your vision. Turn boring and unread company newsletters into lively articles about your vision. Turn a ritualistic and tedious quarterly meetings into exciting discussions about transformation. In my company uh, and, and those that I advise, we use a very tailored meeting agenda through our proprietary business operating system. It reminds us and guides us like a one-page strategic plan. We are laser-focused through change and in crisis. Now, throw out generic education programs and replace them with sessions that focus on business problems and the new vision, the, which is now the new normal, right? So in communicating the change or transformation, uh, there are some things that you need to keep in mind. The vision must always be simple, now, no technical babble or jargon. It's got to be vivid, right? A verbal picture is worth a thousand words. Uh, use metaphors, analogies, and examples. It must be repeatable. Ideas should be able to be spread by anyone to anyone and invitational. Two-way communication is always more powerful than one-way communication. Uh, in pursuit of simplicity, fewer words are often better. 
as an example, we created this vision for one of my clients specifically for this crisis. And it is through people and innovation, we change lives. Now remember, actions speak louder than words. Even more important than what is said is what is done. Leaders who transform their organizations walk the talk. I urge you to speak, uh, I urge you to seek to become a living example of your new corporate culture uh, that the vision aspires to. Nothing undermines a communication program more quickly than inconsistent actions by leaders. Nothing speaks as powerfully as someone who is backing up their words with their behavior. When an entire team starts behaving differently and embodies the change they want to see, it sends a powerful message to the entire organization and to the community. These actions increase motivation, inspire confidence, and decrease cynicism. Another critical factor is empowering broad-based action by removing as many boundaries as possible and unleashing people to do their best work at times. Uh, and at times, our internal structures can be at odds with the change vision. So for example, we can claim to be customer focused, but find that our structures uh, fragment resources and responsibilities for products and services. We can claim to want to create more local responsiveness, yet we have layers of management that second guess and criticize regional decisions. We can claim to want to increase productivity and become a low cost producer, but have huge staff groups that constantly initiate costly procedures and programs. The list is endless. Many times, these are the most difficult barriers to get past because they are part of the internal structure of a company. Now, realigning incentives and performance appraisals to reflect the change vision can have a profound effect on the ability to accomplish the change vision. However, you alone uh, cannot change all this by working uh, alone, okay? Another barrier to uh, effective change can be troublesome people. Individuals have dozens of interrelated habits that add up to styles that inhibits change. They may not actively undermine the effort, but they are simply not wired to go along with what change is required. To overcome these people, uh, we as change agents must conform or confront them with honest dialogue. And remember, we must become the change that we want to see uh, in our organization. And, and finally, you cannot do it without a network. Now, you are, uh, you are our network for change. You, that's right, you. That's right, you. And I'm going to say it again because you listening to this message, because you are an influencer within your own very big or small circle. Now, you have more power than you know. You have the power to change and create change. People are hardwired to avoid risky situations when feeling relatively secure and to fight frantically when feeling threatened. So we need to do two things. We need to understand that people will resist change except when they are dissatisfied. And we need to realize that people will act and think uh, creatively when given space, safety, and support. Now, the key for leaders and ourselves is to be aware of the challenges and the resistance so that we can become that change. The change will always be uncomfortable. 
Therefore, we need to minimize the discomfort. Not everyone will conform. And for those, it's much better for everyone that they are cut sooner rather than later. Now, the promise of change for everyone is rarely possible. Diagnosing uh, the sources of resistance and knowing the challenges that you will face in advance allows you to develop strategies to maintain the change you wish to establish. If you love today's podcast and are enjoying the series, please, please take a minute to rate it and provide a review. This helps others know the, that the content I'm sharing is valuable, but also it inspires me to share more content with you. If you have any topics that you would like me to share on future podcasts, please send me an email to hello at businessgrowthmindset.com. In this time of need, what we can do best is plan, consider and act. To be able to do so, we need to have a clear vision and purpose so that we can build our own resilience and that of our teams, allowing us to endure and persevere. Uh, from all of us, keep safe, maintain your distance, don't hoard, wash your hands, and most important of all, I want you to use the digital tools that you have available to stay connected with the people that matter the most to you. Uh, host a daily Zoom coffee or a, a Zoom Friday drinks uh, session with your friends and family. Uh, we must care for our most vulnerable and ensure they are not exposed unnecessarily. Uh, please listen to the government and the medical advice. But remember, you have a mind of your own and uh, so you can make tougher choices for you and your family if you choose to. Please take care during this time. Be kind, be compassionate, be considerate, and above all, be calm. And as always, live with purpose. Are you ready to start taking action on your business? Would you like to spend more time with your family? Then call 1-300-643-229 and start building momentum right now. I know you're busy. In fact, you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself. Often tossing and turning at night, worrying about the how-tos and the cash flow. How on earth can you possibly get off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year, or three years from now. In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1-300-643-229 now and start building momentum.